On the journey through deconstruction and asking questions, one topic that's for sure going to come up is prayer. What is prayer and what does it mean to pray? Why don't we ever seem to get an answer back? And when we do, how are we to know it's even God? How do we get in contact with the big man upstairs in the first place? Are we supposed to look up to heaven and say some kind of chant? Is it more or less personal than that? And what power does it hold? This week, we're kicking off our three-part series on prayer. We're going to be discussing four different types of praying, what praying looks like, what it doesn't look like, what it can look like, what power it holds, and why we shouldn't feel so guilty about our questions concerning this very ancient yet mystical art. While prayer can be a weapon, what are we to do when we feel like that weapon's being used back at us? We are for the spiritual nomads, the outcasts, and the ones who desire to ask the hard questions. A shelter in the desert, a safe place to share our thoughts, our hopes, and our dreams. We are pursuing the truth, and we don't care about the answers. We invite you to come and sit at our table and be a part of our tribe. We are brave, we are bold, we are the Reckless Pursuit. Hey everyone, welcome to The Reckless Pursuit. My name is Cody. And my name is Elaine. And this is episode 103. Elaine, what are we talking about today? We are talking about prayer. Mm. What it is, what it isn't, and what it looks like. And how to do it. Yes. Or not do it. Or if you should do it. Mm-hmm. Or how much you should do it. We're talking about prayer because uh, prayer being one of the most central things to Christian faith in many people's eyes. And yet so many of us have different ideas of what that is, what that looks like. How it works, how God's supposed to respond, is God even there? Does it work? How new age is prayer? How traditional is prayer? Should it be structured? Should it not? There's a million questions when it comes to prayer. And we're actually starting a whole series on prayer. If you caught last week's episode, we were talking with Kyle Butler and we kind of our conversation kind of morphed and molded mm-hmm. a little bit into talking about prayer. And so we actually did a whole other episode with Kyle, a part two that's going to be coming out in three episodes, I guess two, if you two, two more after this one. And uh, we're going to just talk for a few weeks about prayer because dang, I think we could all use a little and refresher course. We haven't addressed yet. Uh, not much. We've, we've talked about it a little bit in passing. Of course, how can you go a hundred plus episodes mm-hmm. without talking about it a little bit? But we've never done anything real in-depth on it. So we're going to talk about prayer. So if you have any uh, church hurt with prayer, any wounds with prayer, any questions about prayer, we're really hoping this speaks to you on some kind of level and maybe gives you a foundation to base off of because that's what we're really pushing into this uh, new, I guess, leaf with the podcast. This next hundred episodes, the future of the show, whatever you want to call it, is just trying to give more answers and not just focusing on the negative but actually focusing on the positive because the more you focus on the positive Mm -hmm. the more you focus on what you are about then the more healing that comes from that and the more uh growth that comes from that and that we're not just stuck in okay this is a problem it's okay so this is a problem we've addressed it now what do we do with that how do we not make it a problem anymore correct but before we get into today's episode i want to take a minute to do something new on the show something we haven't done before i ask you guys 
almost every single week, if you would ever be so kind to go down there and click that review box and write a quick, honest review to help people passing by. And I just want to take a minute to highlight some of the amazing words you are taking the time to write in and say. So I'm just going to try to do like once of the, you know, one of these every week or so. And uh, this one is written in by username The Grief Bully, and it's titled Brave to the Bones. I admire the courage of both Cody and Elaine to take on such controversial topics for the good of us all. I especially love that they do this as a couple. I like the openness and honesty and willingness to learn what they are curious about, but unsure. Keep it up, guys. You're truly making an impact. Thank you so much. Those words mean a ton to us, and I know that they help people passing by get a better feel for what the show is about all right let's get right into today's topic talking about prayer prayer some people look at it as a direct line to heaven to the throne room some people look at it as a way of venting some people feel like they're the closest to god by talking to him while others feel like it's completely a one-sided conversation Many people use prayer as a way of expression. Some people view uh, daily tasks as prayer. Some people view certain words. Some people get really intricate and have specific prayers they recite, while others completely free flow. And yet here we are trying to figure out what is this thing? It's talked about so much. It's such a central part of our religious experience. Yet, I mean, honestly, what even is prayer? So let's just kind of open it up with this. We're going to do two solo episodes on prayer. And then, like we said in the intro, uh, we're coming back on at the end with Kyle Butler's kind of take on prayer as well. But I want to focus on four types of prayer and what those are, just to try to give a brief overview of what prayer looks like for you, because I'm going to be really honest, prayer is specific to the prayer. I think that there's the prayer, not the prayer, but prayer is specific to the prayer, whoever is praying. Sorry, that's a weird way of saying that. But uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to pray, a lot of different types of prayer. And we're going to just kind of discuss a little bit about that. But specifically on this episode, I want to talk about what is prayer or prayer specifically, like talking to God or what that looks like. I want to talk about Thanksgiving and uh, kind of start getting into a little bit of the mindset behind prayer because next episode and so if you haven't done so so far, go click that subscribe button because next episode we're getting into the heavy topics of where we miss it so often in using prayer to rebuke things versus bless things and what all that looks like. And I think that uh, you might be a little surprised to hear some of what we're going to talk about in that because I think a lot of the times we actually invite problems in based on how we're praying. And uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation. But for sake of laying the groundwork for this topic, because let's be honest, prayer is a can of worms. Once you open it, it goes into faith, it goes into power of the tongue, it goes into mindset, it goes into all these things because it is truly a catalyst in the Christian faith. So let's just start, uh, you know, head first. Elaine, what is prayer? So prayer to me is a conversation with God, to God, at God. And outside of that, it's really whatever you are praying for or against, like you said. So prayer can be, thank you, God, for allowing this to happen. Or God, hey, like, I'm really struggling in this area. Like, I give myself to you. I, I speak and pray blessing over this situation. Or, hey, God, you're pretty cool. Like, you know, you for me, I pray throughout the day. And sometimes it looks different, specifically depending on what is going on at the time. 
So I know prayer specifically, I mean, that's like a, that's a general overview there, but like prayer specifically for people who have went through questions, doubts, this is a big area that a lot of times we can get hung up on because we feel as if God isn't there. God's not answering. And I know everyone gets these feelings, but I I feel especially for those of us who question, those of us who have these questions, is God actually hearing that? Can he do anything with that? Like, what does that even look like? And this reminds me of something. Uh, We were just taking a walk a few nights ago. Uh, It was actually about a couple weeks ago, to be honest. And you had said, like, God had laid something on your heart to pray for someone. And I thought that was interesting because I've heard this a lot, you know, in church churchisms growing up in church, like, oh yeah, God just laid it on my heart to pray for someone. And what does that even mean? What does it mean for God to lay it on your heart to pray for someone? Why does God lay something? Like, why is God asking us to ask him to do something for someone else? Like, that's just, it's such a weird analogy. I know we talked about a little bit about that in the episode coming up with Kyle, but like, say like, I know that my friend needs help. So why would I ask you, Elaine, to ask me to ask him, like, hey, Elaine, you should ask me to go do something for that person. That's just such a weird way. And then we have, like, prayer of, like, you reach out to God and you're crying out to God, and does he hear you? Does he answer prayer? What does all that look like? So what is prayer? uh, What are, like, kind of the caveats to prayer going through questions, doubts, and deconstruction? So just like you said, the biggest thing is just feeling as if God isn't there. Because I know whenever you start talking about prayer, then you start getting into, well, what what does God's voice sound like? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we think God isn't speaking back to us because all we hear is our thoughts. But if, if God is within us, maybe that's how God's speaking to us. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that a lot of people get hung up on is that they feel like prayer isn't important because they aren't receiving feedback. If I'm talking to you, you know, just in in human terms, if I'm talking to you and I hear nothing, like you have no response, I don't feel validated or affirmed or heard if you just don't ever say anything. That's a huge caveat with prayer because God reveals things to us, but what does that look like? And is it actually, like you were saying, is that actually God? Is that us? I kind of want to preface this. Uh, If you hear something and it is good, and this is something that uh, you and I had talked about a little bit uh, earlier this week as well. You've heard the phrase before, and I'm sure if you've grown up in church, guys, let us know. Have you heard this phrase I'm about to say before? Not every good thing is from God. Is that kind of how that, like, just because it's good doesn't mean it's of God? That's not true. A, everything that is truly holy good is indeed from God. From I was going to say, the way I kind of view that is testing it from the fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Good is kind of subjective to who is defining what good is. But God is pure. God is holy. God is, you know, brings life and speaks life and all of those things. So I feel like with that specifically is not all good things come from God. I think maybe what they're trying to say is that some things may look like they're good, but there's actually stuff to it and and that's not of God or it's just a blanket statement. But when it comes down to it, the goodness of God is good. It's pure. It's holy. It's right. It feels right in your spirit. It gives you life. And that's just kind of how I see that is everything good does come from God. Yeah, I mean, it literally says, you know, in James 1.17, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from God, the Father of lights. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. we've heard that Bible verse, but we have this mentality of like, oh, well, not every good thing is, you know, sometimes like good things are disguised. And if you truly look at it to its core, everything good is from God. Why are we even talking about this? Because we're talking about prayer. If you have that unction in you and it is a good unction, 
if you feel it, even if it sounds like you, if it sounds like your mama, you say, I don't know, it sounds like your dog, I don't know. As long as it is good and whole, that is God. Because I think we take God, and there's two sides to this. Some of us take God and we personify him too much, as in like, oh, God, you know, has to answer me. Because we overly we have that. humanize it. Right, and uh, there's the flip side of that, so hold on. Uh, but for those of us who do that side of it, like we look at God as if like, hey, you know, if I ask my wife, you know, sitting next to me, hey, Elaine, what do you say we go to the park later? And you just don't answer me. That's like a really like pissy thing to do as a human, right? Like you shouldn't, like I would expect an ignoring answer from purpose, you. You're just yeah. like blatantly ignoring me and go on doing whatever you're doing. Like that's rude. It's not like we have the repertoire. We have a relationship where if I ask you something mutually or even something more so is like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Can we talk? And you're just like, chirp, chirp, you know, crickets. Not even. <laughs> I'm going to feel really freaking rejected because I'm going to be like, dang, like she doesn't even care to have a conversation with me. And I'm just going to get, and we view God that way. I mean, a lot of times, like, it's hard because you're like, hey, God, I'm really struggling with this. And you get nothing, nothing back because we personify God a bit too much. On the flip side of that, we don't personify God. God enough. enough because we look at that those crickets as if like oh well that he's just not saying anything well the other side of that is oh well God just doesn't talk God isn't capable of speaking outside of what's already written and the word of God is the law and there's nothing else above that and if you want to hear God speak open the Bible okay yeah like I get but that also, there's good in the Bible also that's not the only way to hear God right like you can open up if you ever play the open the Bible game like oh I, I mean I mean I've done this right I've done this before I've done it humorously and it was like some really wicked stuff let's play it right now hold on I feel like we may have done this once before it was we were talking about tarot cards yeah and how okay, a lot of yeah. people like flip the tarot card and they're like this is my reading but a lot of people do that same thing with the Bible right so I'm just gonna flip open the Bible I'm just gonna read a random Bible verse right now because how many times we do this like God give me a word a man named Benjamin ran from the battle line and came to Sheol the same day with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. When he arrived, he was sitting in the seat by the road watching for his heart trembled for the ark of God. That doesn't speak to me at all. No. What verse is that? To, I don't know. It was in the Old Testament. I'm going to flip to a New Testament verse. He was the fifth, the pro, uh, what? He was the pro-council Sergius Paulus, a man of intelligence who summoned Barabbas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. How does that speak to you? I have no idea. I'm going to try it one more time. One more time. Colossians. Uh, Colossians, what am I at? 2.13. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him. Oh, yay. We can take that one kind of good. So, like, you see what I mean? Like, you're, it's a, it's a crapshoot, like, trying to do that. And while, yes, there is, there's truth to, like, finding God in, in the Bible, a lot of times we just, we want to hear from God. We want to understand, like, what does it mean to hear from God? And we did an episode on hearing God's voice a while back, and uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to that a little bit, because that kind of ties into this. So if you're looking for more on this topic, like, go back and, you know, take a listen to that. I'll try to remember to link it up in the show notes, because we reference it here. But that being said, we humanize God. But then we also don't humanize God enough. And I think that a lot of the time, if you get honest with yourself, you can look and see what the good is. And when you take the good and realize that the good is God, in essence, those good things are God, you begin to, air quotes here, hear his voice more. And I think this is interesting, too, because there's a big thing like it's kind of viral right now going around. It's like, oh, some people have an internal monologue and some people don't. 
And me being someone who has an internal monologue, I feel like it's easier for me to hear the air quotes voice of God because I'm used to having internal monologue. But someone who doesn't have that internal monologue, they may be better to hear the voice of God by, you know, experiencing him in nature or experiencing a specific attribute that reminds them of God. That being said, prayer is different for different people. There isn't this right and wrong way to pray. Whenever Jesus said in, you know, Matthew 6, 9 through 13, whatever, you know, pray like this, our Father in heaven, how be your name, your kingdom come, you know, that, et cetera, thing. He's not telling you this is how to pray. He said, pray like this. Here's an example for you to understand what prayer looks like. Is that the only way to pray? Absolutely not. There's like a million instances of prayer in the Bible. Not a million, that's an exaggeration, but there's a ton of instances of prayer in the Bible. But I think we get hung up on how to pray. We get hung up on what prayer looks like. And in some instances, some, you know, growing up in some, I guess, denominations or upbringings, prayer looks a whole lot like chanting specific prayers, you know, Mary full of grace type prayers. In other instances, it's watered down to the point it's like, yay, yo, God, what's up? What's cracking? You know, just talking to God. And there's truth in both of those. There's beauty in both of those. All of that kind of boils down to prayer to me, and I think in general, is less about trying to hear from God, and it's more about connecting to God and acknowledging Him in the moment. That, but also maybe God hearing from you. And I think that God is in, like, God is literally woven throughout our daily life in everything, in those still moments, you know, the still small voice, however you want to look at it. If you want to do traditional prayer where you bow your head and close your eyes, that's that's fine. That's beautiful corporate prayer. That's fine. There's weird stuff in all of it. You know what I mean? But like whenever you get right down to it, a lot of times our prayer that goes up is less about trying to get some audible voice from God and more about saying, God, I acknowledge you in this moment. To me, that's what prayer is. Now, there's different types of prayer we're about to get into. There's different things in prayer. Prayer looks different in different moments and all that. But overall, the gist of prayer is saying, God, I understand. I I receive you in this moment. I am noticing you in this moment. I am seeing what you are doing in this moment. I am thankful for what you're doing in this moment. And I think that we overcomplicate prayer. I definitely can speak to the overcomplication of prayer because whenever, and this is just something recently that I have come out of, but specifically whenever I was growing up in church in high school and then throughout college and even whenever we got together and you were still a pastor, I felt very inadequate with my prayer because my internal prayer with God was excellent. Like I never had questioned my conversations with God. I never tried to deconstruct that prayer. I never thought it was a bad thing on how I prayed the specific day. But whenever somebody had asked me to pray out loud for the group that I was in or for a specific person, I always felt inadequate because I always felt that my prayers weren't beautiful enough or eloquently spoken or specific enough or any of that. And I just kind of felt like, oh, well, these other people pray better than me Mm -hmm. because of how they spoke. And I never wanted to pray out loud because I thought people would judge me, which this so, you know, stupid to think because it doesn't matter if people judge you based on the way you pray because you're not praying to them, you're praying to God. But that's just the perspective that I had of like, 
oh, people are going to think I'm not strong enough in my faith or that I don't have a good relationship with God because my prayers aren't eloquently spoken or that I don't care or that I'm not taking prayer seriously because I don't use big words and big verbiage and everything. And I just really felt like inadequate in my prayer life, specifically outwardly. One, because I am an introverted person. I'm not shy or nervous, but I am quiet. I am more internal on a lot of things. That's how I worship for the most part. Um, That's how I pray. And so anytime in church, in a church setting, somebody would say, hey, can you pray for everyone? Or can you even pray over Thanksgiving dinner? Sometimes I'm like, ooh, like I have to fight off. Like people aren't going to take me serious because they think I'm not taking my prayer serious. Mm, That's good because that that brings up a really valid point that I, I really think needs to be made here. Uh, and it, does that kind of reflects to me Matthew 6, 7, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Uh, I'm really eloquent in prayer, personally. Like, I've done church long enough, like, being my pastoral background and all that. Like, I can sit down and, like, God, thank you so much for this group of people. We just ask your presence come in. Like, all the BSery that we put into prayer, right? All the crap. But when you strip it all back, that's not what prayer is. And I think that the valid point that you just kind of brought up to that is a lot of times we make prayer much more selfish than it needs to be. And I don't mean that is like, don't ask God because God doesn't want to hear. No, it's not that. It's we make prayer about us. But how many people want to be in a conversation where it's all about you? Like I'm over here. I'm like, listen to all the great things I'm doing, Elaine. Listen to all the great stuff that's going on in my life. And I never like even give you a chance. On the flip side to that, there's a group of people who uh, feel like they can't make it about them at all, and so they go off to God, and they're just like, oh, God, I'm just worthless, and I thank you for your grace, and oh, humbly I beseech thee, Lord, and like just this polar, there's a middle ground here where when you realize prayer, there's a reason that, you know, we say like pray without ceasing, you know, the Bible verse, pray without ceasing, What it literally means is prayer is a heart-centered focus, kind of like how sin is a mindset. The opposite of a sin mindset is a prayer mindset. What does that mean? Instead of focusing on what you've missed, instead of positioning yourself to miss, you are aiming true. Instead of sin, missing the mark, right? Instead of missing it, instead of aiming to the side, instead of being off-center or off-direction, you are centered on Christ. And that's what prayer is. It is literally like checking your compass and you're making sure that your relationship with God is you are focusing on, I guess, like making sure your compass is facing the direction that God has for your life. And I'm not saying, I mean, you guys have heard the whole plan versus purpose. I don't believe God has a plan. He has a purpose. I mean, you're focused on that purpose. You're focused on God's purpose for you. And a lot of times hearing God's voice, I think we have this false ideal that we're going to hear from God. God's going to open up some epiphany to us. He's going to speak to us. He's going to answer every little thing. I don't think that's what prayer is because as we're about to get into in this next episode, you guys are going to have to wait till next week on this one, but it's going to be really, really rich. I really feel as if that God isn't as anxious biting at the at the jowls, I guess, to uh, answer your prayers as much as he's already answered them. He's waiting on us to loose that, mm-hmm. waiting on us to align ourselves with that. And we've done episodes with Thomas J. Ord about sickness. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into the idea of prayer, like, well, why did God not heal my mother? Why did this? Why did that? 
there's a whole lot there. That's not what we're trying to get into in this episode. Go check out those episodes if you want to kind of hear a little bit more on that. But ultimately, prayer is aligning ourselves with God and and allowing God to align himself with us. Because there's plenty of instances in the Bible where people changed God's mind, people changed God's heart, people petitioned God for things. And so we are literally aligning ourselves, God, this is my will. Now, let your will be done. And then it's, hey, the I amness, that back and forth of God aligning himself with you and you aligning yourself with God and getting in a mentality, not a sin mentality, but in a prayer mentality. And I think if we're sitting around waiting on God to give us an epiphany or an answer, I know that we want that. I know churches hype that up. But a lot of times if we can look past those momentary things, because let's be honest, if we heard an audible voice from God, how many of us would go, was that you, Lord, or was that me? You know, like how many of us would actually, oh, that's a good one right there. Like, who was that? Was that you, God, or was that the devil? Like, how do I know the difference? Every good thing comes from God. Well, that, and you know the difference. Yeah. If, I almost feel like if you have to ask, you already know the answer. If you have to ask, was that me, or was that God, or was that the devil, or if you're trying to figure out the source of the voice, if it gives you life, if it gives you joy, if Peace, it, patience, yeah, kindness, all of those goodness. things, yeah. is, is it pure? Is it holy? Is it wholesome? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the verse talks about in the Bible, talking about like testing the spirits, testing that voice, testing that inner monologue that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. And just, I feel like if you have to ask, you already know it is God. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, or you already know it isn't for that yeah. matter, but I feel like we get so hung up on hearing a voice, hearing, getting an answer because we're so answer driven. And there's like the opposite of this too, because prayer, there's a lot of extremes in prayer. There's the opposite of like, oh, well, you have to wait till you hear the voice of the Lord to act. You you have like these extremes in prayer. And so some people are just waiting on the audible voice of God and they never act. It's kind of similar to the whole thing of like the whole doors when really prayer is just that. It's an alignment. Mm-hmm. And to kind of like segue from what we're talking about this week to what we're going to be talking about next week, we were having, like I kind of alluded to this just a minute ago, we were having this walk. It's like, why does God lay people on your heart to pray for them? Like, what does that even mean? What does it mean God laying something like, oh, I just have this unction to be praying for that. And there's like this whole idea of like intercession behind that. And we can kind of touch on that a little bit now. What does it mean to intercede for someone in prayer? What does that mean? Well, why would God lay it on my heart to pray for someone else when God already was thinking about that person? I've heard two different thoughts on this. Uh, A good friend of ours presented this theory and I really like this idea And it's just that God is actually not laying it on your heart to go and like pray for that person as much as like God's like, hey, I just want you to realize like I see that person. Like that person needs a loving hand right now. That person needs that. Like let's just talk about them. Like let's lift them up. Let's support them instead of like, oh, God, I beseech you to intercede on this person's life and all that. Which I think that is like specific to community and why we need each other. Mm -hmm. God can do whatever he wants. He can bless all of those things. But God- Already has. Yeah, already has. God wants to commune with us and invite us into blessing other people. God wants to bring us into the equation because that's who God is. Well, and without us, there is no God. Like, let's be really honest. Without us, without this body, there's no God on this earth. Like God does not exist here in this earth without people. He wants you to be a part of that blessing. Right. That's the whole hands and feet of Christ fiasco we always talk about. Like God literally abides in us and outside of us, 
his presence isn't known. That's kind of the whole thing we were talking about a few weeks ago of like, if you want to truly experience God, you have to look in the eyes of your fellow, you know, creation, your fellow mankind in order to experience God, you have to have others involved and and you have to look in yourself as well. But kind of going to that as well, to me, when God, when I, when we were talking about this and it's like, why does God lay something on your heart? Why does, why do you feel that pricking to like, Oh, I need to go pray for this person. I need to reach out to this person. It's not God saying, hey, like, ask me to bless them, because a lot of times I feel like in our minds, whether that's said out loud or not, it's kind of what we view it as, like, why would God do this? I think it's more of like, we have that authority. It goes back to the whole faith of the mustard seed, like, you have the authority, greater, you know, these things and greater will you do. God planted that authority in us. If we are God embodiment on earth, then it's really less like God do this, but it's like, Thank you for making me aware so that I can do this. And like, there's a whole thing of like good vibes and stuff in that too. And I know some people love those phrases. Some people hate them, but like prayer, vibration, energy, it's literally all the same thing. It's like, I am sending energy out as someone who has the ability to, as someone who can do greater things than raising people from the dead, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, casting out demons, you know, casting out afflictions, whatever that is, I can do the same thing. Through the authority of Christ who gives it to me, sure, because he sowed those abilities into the fabric of the world, but you're literally loosing those things from you, from your godness, from Christ in you, through him, we channel that and we're able to do that. So when God's like, hey, I'm laying this on your heart, or we're interceding for someone, I feel like we need to look at it less as like, I'm interceding on this person's behalf so God can magically heal them. And look at it as like, I am partnering with God, you know, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but like, almost like you're locking arms with God around a campfire, like a seance, because like, I mean, let's be honest, it's all the same type of energy. It's just what channel you're flowing it through. We just happen to be channeling it through the creator of all, right? But it's like, you're locking, and I'll just say that to give you like a visual representation. You're locking arms with God around this person going like, I am believing together, unified together, we are lifting this person up. Think of it like prayer circles. Think of all of that. It holds an authority because you're linking up with someone else. And prayer, while yes, it can link you to God, it also allows God to link to other people. It networks. It's literally links in the chain. Whenever you do that, you're grabbing on with God and saying, you know what? I am going to stand fast in this. I am releasing this energy, this gift this good thing into that person. Now, I understand there's a lot with healing. I know there's a lot of hurt with all of that. I understand that I'm not saying every single prayer, you're not, it doesn't mean you don't have enough faith if prayers don't get answered. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is you have the authority to loosen, to bind. And we take on this negative mindset around prayer, around loosing God, around what that looks like, and it keeps us, locked in this this kind of like spiritual milk kind of mentality, just kind of playing off some other things we've been talking about lately of like, I'm asking God to do this because like, oh, I can't do anything, Lord. But we actually, we have that authority. And it just kind of goes back to we're aligning ourselves with God. We're channeling ourselves through into God, out from God. And it becomes this flow. If we look at it less of like, hey, I'm giving God a phone call to chat with him and look at it more of like, this is life force. This is a river flowing back and forth. Speaking this it is, into existence. Right. I mean, it really is channeling that idea. You are drawing on God 
and God is drawing on you to be able to understand one another. And it's kind of like the idea of like, I can be in the room with you, Elaine, and I can feel your presence. I know what, like the energy you're putting off. I can know your thoughts almost before you ever have to say them just because of the way the energy you put out. I mean, it's just, it's a true fact Body that language, we can do. Body language, mannerisms, all that. I don't always have to hear your voice. And some of the most memorable moments are our experiences, not our words. Mm. I honestly couldn't tell you many of the conversations we've had, but I can tell you what I felt in that moment. Mm. And that's prayer. It's less about I need uh, to hear these words to keep to hold on to, which is kind of what scripture is in the first place, right? It says, let it into your heart. It's more of a feeling and it's something that sinks in. It's a vibration. It's something you can hold on to on a on a uh, fundamental level, not fundamentalism, but on a fundamental level outside of just words. I feel like you could take this quote to a God perspective, but it's where that quote, it says people won't remember what you say or what you did, but people will remember how you you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you could bring that to God. You may not always remember what God specifically told you, but you'll remember the feelings. You'll remember the emotions. You'll remember the thoughts behind that and how in that moment you felt about that. And I feel like, in those moments, if it feels good, it's it, it's God. Yes, as long as it is tested to bring like good fruit, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what all this goes back to is like when you have this positive alignment with God, you'll see things growing in your life. You'll see the the works of God, and we get, we get that in you know traditional church services. We see those positive things, but then when things fall apart, we start freaking out and taking it as like, oh, is God doing this? Is God mad at me for that? It's not that. It's simply aligning yourself with God through our lives. We align ourselves with him to be able to receive that peace in the storm or be able to hear him despite everything going well. We can still feel him. And I think when we say hear, I think a lot of times what we mean is feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're so scared of feeling, a lot of times we take that out. We're scared of missing it. We're scared of like missing the mark on that. But we can fill the spirit of God through prayer. And prayer doesn't have to be words. Prayer can be actions. Prayer can be silent meditation. Prayer can be a lot of things. Prayer can be intimacy. Prayer can be... Just sitting in silence. You prayer don't have can to be, say anything. Right. It can be a lot of things. But prayer is a mindset. And it's opposite of a sin mindset. Because you're shifting your focus from this thing over here that's off-center back on to what is on-center. So that's my general thoughts on prayer. I know it's kind of a scrambled bit, but there's a lot to prayer. But specifically this next week's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, something very, very near and dear to our hearts lately. And that is just the difference in rebuking prayers and blessing prayers and the really diving into the power of mindset behind prayer. So if you haven't done so so far, go click that subscribe button and go down to the bottom, click that link and join up in our Facebook group, Nomads, a safe community for Christians to ask unsafe questions. We would love to have you there. And guys, that's really where we're just, that is, we're going to be asking you guys questions to feature on the show. We want to be able to hear from you to feature your opinions, your thoughts. This show is really centered around the community that is a group of people coming together and just saying, hey, I don't have it all together. I don't know all the answers, but have you looked at it from this perspective? Have you seen it from this way? So we would love to have you a part. Guys, we thank you so much for spending your time with us today. And as always, be brave, be bold, and be reckless. We'll talk soon.